What's up, guys? It's David Hess from the Rising Above podcast. Have you ever thought or dreamed about starting a podcast? Well, look no further. Anchor has all the tools necessary to record a podcast from your computer or phone. You heard that right. They make it so simple. When you host your podcast on Anchor, they will distribute your podcast on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Honestly, it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place, which is why I host on Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm today to get started. In this episode, I sit down and talk with Jeremy Hurt. Jeremy is a local business owner and a recovering addict. During the pandemic, Jeremy decided that he would make a positive impact on our environment by starting a bike delivery service. You know, kind of like Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub, minus a side of emissions. Imagine having to deliver food on time on a bike. Now that is beast mode. I enjoyed my conversation with him and I hope you do as well. Please consider following me on social media for future giveaways and don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. Welcome to the Rising Above podcast. My name is David Hess, and today I have Jeremy Hurt with me. Uh, he's a local business owner and a, a, a former addict, um, and uh, he requested to come on the show to help share his story to maybe create some awareness um, with amongst other addicts, and then also to talk about his business and that he had just started. So uh, I guess without further ado, Jeremy, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. You look a little sweaty from your bike ride over here. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's that time of year. It gets warm. <clears throat> I'd rather be sweating than like in layers of clothes freezing though. So absolutely. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about, a little bit about yourself. You're from the Lansing area. Were you born and raised here? Um, so I was actually um, born in Maryland, but I didn't live out there for long. My parents moved back to Michigan, and I grew up in a small town called Tecumseh which is uh, southeast Michigan, and then uh, went to high school there, graduated, and then kind of just started moving around, like uh, Ypsilanti, Ann Arbor, lived in Phoenix for a while, Uh, and then we had, uh, me and my um, girlfriend at the time had a kid, so we moved back here to be by family, and um, uh, back to Tecumseh, so I was back there for a while, and then... uh, um, as my addiction progressed, uh, things happened and I ended up getting arrested and I actually got sent to Lansing to go to rehab. So, uh, that's how I ended up here about five years ago. Okay. Yeah. So during that whole time of you moving back to Michigan from Arizona, were you, you were using? Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was progressing at that time. I was drinking and, you know, doing the, other, um, you know, party drugs and stuff like that. And to, then it progressed into, you know, heroin and, and everything else. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was interesting to navigate. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, so you said you got arrested and you ended up having to go to rehab. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that like? Um, I hated it at first. I was I was pretty upset um, because I had like I had just gotten done doing three months in jail and uh, find out that when I get out that I have to go to rehab and I you know thinking it's going to be another lockdown situation and um, just I was just I I was ready to be done with all that and uh, yeah I was I was I was not happy it was not a fun car ride (laughs) for my parents (laughs) but uh but um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I did because the choice was to stay where I was, which was a toxic environment, or come here. And I knew that if I stayed there, I'd violate probation instantly. And uh, so I came up here and uh, yeah. So would you say that going to rehab change, changed, changed you and helped you for the better? Because I mean, I know a lot of people have a friend that went to rehab or he's gone to several rehabs like in Michigan, not for drugs, but you know, for like, um, like behavioral things and he talked about how it it didn't really the ones in Michigan never really helped him much they just kind of there he's just a number to them so did did you feel that going to rehab helped you recover when I was ready for it too it did um that's kind of the 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 uh, one of the hard parts of the uh, recovery is like the person has to be ready. It doesn't right. matter what kind of information or, or, or 
you know, um, threats or anything that you put in their face, if they're not ready, it's not going to happen. Um, so I, you know, I haven't been to a ton of rehabs. I think I've done like three. Um, but the last time was definitely, uh, the one that I just, I don't know, something changed when I was in there. I just, I just, I felt different. I was calm and I just, I just knew I was going to get it. So yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's so, so personal of an experience that it's hard to like say because it worked for me, it'll work for you. Right. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, now you said you have a kid. How, how old's your kid? Uh, he is 14. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He lives with his mom in, uh, the Ann Arbor area. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Now going back to you riding your bike, I want to, I want to learn about your business. You said you started this business during COVID, um, which is, I, I think fantastic because a lot of people either if they had a business, they struggled or they lost their business. Um, and a lot of people took advantage of the opportunity and started business businesses as well. And yours is kind of unique. So I'd like to hear about that. And like to have you explain a little bit further okay yeah um so it's called red bike delivery and um the reason that it's called that is because i had a red bike when i started <laughs> it. like there's no other science behind it i figured it would be easy to remember and it would help with branding you know so if i would have had a blue bike it would have been called blue bike delivery but That's uh cool. fate had it to be red so um now I've had to change all my wardrobe and order all of these red <laughs> shirts and stuff. So, uh, um, but uh, yeah, I started um, about a year ago, um, and I was working in the restaurant business previously. So, I just you know it was a couple months into COVID, and I was tired of sitting around. I was tired of you know not knowing what was going to happen. Um, especially with the restaurants and all the, you know, back and forth that they were doing. So um, I decided that I was going to start this business and um, uh, try to help the restaurants that were struggling uh, to keep um, any kind of business going because, you know, they never knew if their doors were going to be closed or if people were, how many people were going to be allowed in, you know, stuff mm -hmm. like that. But with delivery, you can still, you know, get some kind of business. So uh, that was my my goal, my initial goal, and then it turned into this whole save the environment, like let's be green and uh, you know because it's all battery powered and trying to cut down on emissions. Because as I as I continued you know looking into the business and seeing how to run it, and I was looking at DoorDash and you know other companies like that and seeing how they do things, and I started like seeing the numbers and uh, like how much emissions they're putting out a day, and it's just you know if if we're gonna cut back on uh on emissions then like it, it, this that model is not sustainable especially for larger cities um i know you had said you kind of do the east lansing area right uh downtown lansing downtown yeah. lansing okay so downtown lansing and east lansing all these little metro areas here in lance the lansing area are kind of growing they're getting bigger and um so i imagine with you know having the uber eats or the the doordash or what what else is there there's there's a bunch of them. Grubhub, Grubhub, yeah. uh, having all them, I would imagine would affect our environment uh, quite drastically. Yes, uh, it, uh, DoorDash. So DoorDash owns they, they basically control like fifty percent of the deliveries. Wow. Um, yeah, they're they they've they've done quite well taking over, um, and they do I think. The numbers that I saw it said uh, that they did about approximately eight hundred thousand deliveries a day. Holy! So, yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> I did the math, and it's a lot of a lot of pounds, a lot of pounds of emissions that are going out every day. So, mm. um, so this is just you know my chance to try to see what I can do to combat that, and um, also like I took a poll to see like what people kind of disliked the most about delivery, and it seemed to be that. The food always ends up cold by the time you get it. You know, it's never good. That's my biggest complaint. Um, yeah, see, <laughs> like, it's, and, and it is, and it's because they're trying to, like, take stuff from everywhere to everywhere, you know? Like, it's not going to last five miles and going, you know? Right. Um. So I'm trying, I'm implementing, like, a, a different system where it's a zone delivery. So it's basically based on, like, zip codes. Okay. Um, so it'll limit the, the amount that there's the places that people can order from, but it'll make sure that your food's fresh when you get it still. So, okay. Yeah. 
Now, are you, do you have an app that you're using? How does, how does that work? I, I'm working on an app. Um, they are quite expensive. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> like, I, uh, I was looking into one and I, I had to email a company. And you know when you have to email somebody, like when they don't have prices just out there, you know it's going to be expensive. Yep. Um, and I got the email back and opened it and just started laughing because it was about $34,000. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be, you know, sometime in the future uh, <laughs> or when I find somebody that, you know, wants to do me a favor and right create some app or um at least use somebody else's to start it um so i'm working on a website uh which will give people the opportunity to order uh on there like through me so it won't be um as complicated it's not complicated it's just a little more steps than pushing buttons on an app so how how would it like if i wanted to order a pizza and i wanted to order it from i don't know leo's lodge right around the corner I would call them and then have to call you to tell you to pick it up? Um, unless, uh, if, if I have a working relationship with them, okay. then um, then you would just have to call them and then they would uh, they would call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it's somebody that, uh, yeah, that I haven't established a, a relationship with yet, then yes, you would have to make two calls or okay. even just a text or anything like that, so. Okay. Now, how busy are you doing this? It's, um, it's, it's starting to pick up uh, quite a bit in the last month or so um and uh like downtown i, I do uh, I, i'm working with sultan's express right now okay um and he's got me doing stuff every day and then uh i have another uh restaurant um called abundance cafe and she actually works out of morton's kitchen uh the, it's a catering place uh on the east side and what she does is she she takes all of her orders by Sunday night and then oh. cooks them on Monday and then we deliver them all on Tuesday. So they're all like pre-cooked and packaged and stuff like that, uh, which is fun because like that, that takes me all over the place. I'm from East, East Lansing to Waverly <laughs> with those. Yeah. How do you, so how do you manage something like that? Would you jump on like the bike trail? Would you just take roads? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, some roads are are bike friendly and have some bike lanes and stuff like that and others aren't and you know i can i can feel the people staring at me and sometimes <laughs> hating me a little bit but you know I, i'm doing my best uh with the motor and the battery and everything the bike gets up to like you know i can average 25 to 30 miles an hour so I'm that's not, cruising it is yeah definitely that is cruising i had a uh just a skinny tire bike um i don't what would you call it? like a, a road bike like a road bike mm-hmm. And uh, I think I got it up to like 17 miles an hour, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like scared that I'm gonna fall. The the bike was felt like it was shaking, but that's pretty crazy. I I kind of wish that you had an app like where you had a, a GPS tracker because I'd love to watch mm. how how quickly you got the food there. Um, you said that one of the biggest complaints for like Uber Eats and DoorDash and uh, GrubHub um, is the food always being cold. What is what do you do to kind of mitigate that? Um, well, other than limit limit the areas like or the the, so like the radius from the restaurant that I'll deliver to is usually about three miles, mm-hmm. which um, uh, I average about a mile like every five minutes. So like you know you're talking fifteen minutes, you got your food, right. uh, plus the cooking time, whatever that takes. But uh, uh, that's another thing is most people have said like, wow, you were faster than those, you know, like most of the apps and stuff like that, and um. um uh, another thing I do is I have an insulated um, backpack for food storage. It's like a big square on my back, basically. Okay. Um, and it'll it'll it's you know keeping. Uh, I had like a bunch of refrigerated stuff in there, and like I opened it up one day, and it was like two hours later, and I was shocked because it was still cold, like cold. So wow. yeah, it does a really good job retaining heat or cold or whatever it needs to be. Now I was looking at your bike that you rode 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 here, and it. It's pretty sweet. I, I don't think I've ever seen a bike like that. And there's so many things, so many different pieces of equipment on it. The thing looks heavy. <laughs> How heavy is that thing? Um, I, I haven't, you know, I should actually figure that out, like exactly how heavy it is. I know it's, uh, I think the battery and the motor add like about 20 pounds to it. Okay. So it's, um, you know, it's a, it's a full suspension mountain bike. And then uh, with that added, um, you know, the rest of the stuff is pretty small, um, like cameras or lights and stuff like that. Uh, 
but I've definitely tried to keep it lower because you know that any weight uh, just drains the batteries faster, stuff like that. So, so now right now, are you 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 said you're just servicing downtown area? You're not servicing other locations i mean i can i can go i do all over lansing i've been to the west side east lansing you know all over but uh i, I what was the the original plan was i was going to do downtown because it was um it was about to be winter time uh and i knew that i know how the side streets are in lansing <laughs> in the winter time yeah. and it's not easy to to, to traverse so <laughs> i figured like at least downtown you know the sidewalks will be plowed and stuff like that. Right. So I figured that was the best area to be in uh, to, to navigate winter. Um, you know, I still ended up going to, like, to the east side and the west side. And I actually live on the west side. So, um, um, and it was, it was, it was rough. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, I'm, I'm definitely working on new um, equipment and stuff for winter time to be more prepared for that because like there's no there's no there's not a single pair of gloves that keep your hands warm oh i i imagine Mm -mm. so um what what are your ideas for winter because i was that was one of my questions i wanted to know what your game plan was (laughs) that's usually the first question like that was when i was getting ready to actually start doing it that was like pretty much the first question everybody asked was well what are you going to do in winter time and i said i'm going to dress warm and (laughs) just uh, do it yeah um but uh i'd really like to uh try and create uh some type of like almost like snowmobile-esque like bike mm-hmm. uh, so where it's like got skis on the front oh, cool. uh, to kind of navigate through all that because like it's just you know it, it turns it the roads are just you know slush and ice and and you know it, it uh a tire just doesn't work well you right. know even even like the fat tires like yeah. they help for sure but uh you need something more than that so so you're looking at having like a, an electric powered bicycle is it going to be electric yes yeah yeah and then it would be uh so like there would be like skis that came down on the front okay uh instead of you just replace the tire with that and you'd still pedal it yeah yep dang actually that was like the one saving grace that i had uh through the winter was um was that 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 uh um the the motor because i could actually what i did was i would i would use a throttle and just put it on like lightly and put my feet down like skis and just kind of like go through (laughs) all the snow and stuff so yeah so i know that that works and it kept me you know stable and hauling a trailer too so yeah do you have a car uh a what a car do you have a car i don't you don't so you commute 100 percent on your bike yes wow yep and if i'm going somewhere uh it's on my bike at least locally you know right uh if it's if it's a far distance i'll probably get a ride from somebody okay (laughs) my um my wife every time she sees an electric bike she's like who needs that i'm like (laughs) i don't know i mean if you're commuting and that's the only way you commute i don't know anybody who does that that's now i do do. it's pretty cool i think um so as far as scaling the business what's your plans for that are you are you looking at possibly hiring other people to kind of work like around town so you can grow your business you know yeah that that's um i would like to have you know somebody or or two people or however many need to be like for each you know zip code uh to be able to run that area it would be like the basic basically the way that i describe it is like it's like when uh servers get their sections like in the restaurant Mm -hmm. that's kind of how it would be split up and and the drivers or um would get their section um and you know it would be ideal if that person like lived in that area too so it would be you know a quick right just to you know ride over to wherever they had to go uh you know that's always also in a perfect world so <laughs> we'll see uh, we'll see if we can make that happen i know that the uh, electric bikes are getting a lot more popular now so mm-hmm. you know they're becoming more um available and cheaper for people to get and stuff like that so right i think that'll that'll help um when it comes time to to, to, to find some more people but eventually i'd like to you know franchise and and be in other cities and stuff like that too i i i mean i know like in new york city and like chicago places like that they have bike services kind of like what you have i don't know like at what scale or anything but um i could imagine that there's probably a huge need for it Mm -hmm. in these big cities yeah i hope so (laughs) (laughs) um you know i can i can definitely see like starting in places like 
Ann Arbor or Grand Rapids or, you know, something like Madison, Wisconsin, you know, right. places that aren't huge cities but are, you know, right. uh, yeah, have, have enough business to, to sustain something like that. I know that, like, even in East Lansing would be a great, great area because I there for a short time I drove for Uber mm. and I refused to do Uber Eats because, you, like, in East Lansing you have to find somewhere to park and then you got to jump out, go get food. It's, like, just a big hassle. Mm-hmm. You can't just pull up to the restaurant, you know. Right. So, in East Lansing, I believe it's kind of the same thing with downtown. You know, you just ride your bike up to the front door. <laughs> I do. Yep. Yep. Yeah. If if there's like you know lights or something, and I can go around on the sidewalk, or yeah, it's uh, mm-hmm. I can definitely maneuver in places that cars can't. Which is, um, you know, it's it. I didn't realize how big of a deal it would be. You know, I just thought it was like a little perk, but it's actually like like not having to look for parking and, and stuff like that is is yeah. a huge time saver. Absolutely. And really good exercise. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I couldn't imagine having to ride a bike everywhere I went. I work I work on the other side of town, so I couldn't imagine having to ride here from here to to work every day. That would mm. that would suck. Yeah, I, it's, the the river trail is great. Uh, it it definitely um, helps me, you know, uh, take some shortcuts and stuff like that. Like I just I took it from like Saginaw basically out to here um, wow. to to Aurelius. So. Um, yeah, it's it, it was like I think it was a six miles from from your place to mine. Really? Yeah. On the trail. Uh, most of it, yeah, yeah. I think I wow. went about a mile on Saginaw and then about maybe a mile on Aurelius. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yep. It goes quite far. That's sweet. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> now you were also telling me that during COVID you uh, felt pretty bored and ambitious, <laughs> so you also started doing music. Want to talk about that? Sure. Um, I've uh, I, I I started playing the drums when I was in like elementary school, and uh, that was like my instrument through high school and stuff like that was percussion. Uh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. So you were in band and everything for a while. Yeah, okay. yeah. I ended up uh, once once they started like marching band, I was like, I don't I don't want to be spending my summers waking up doing marching band drills and <laughs> shit. Like that. So, so uh, I ended up I ended up quitting, which I which I do regret because like you learn so much technical stuff and like mm-hmm. it just just the knowledge that you get from from especially marching band. Like uh, I wish I would have stayed in there, but. Uh, you know, I didn't, and uh, uh, but I was in a band in high school uh, called Crimson, and uh, we put out a CD, had it produced, and everything. Is it a is that a local band? Uh, it was uh, we so we made the, the 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 studio that we recorded in was in Jackson. Okay. Um, and then like me and it was just some friends from high school, uh, from Tecumseh. Huh. I might have heard might have heard of that. Yeah. It was a long time ago, so it was, sounds it sounds familiar. Yeah, it was about nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, I think is really? when we did it. Wow. Yeah, um, but we had like we had uh, we had like a deal with Tower Records to get our CDs in there and stuff like that. And, oh, cool. Um, you know, this is before streaming music and all that stuff. So, right. You know, you actually had to have a, a hard copy of stuff. And, <laughs> um, but uh but yeah we did that and then like you know everybody kind of went their own way as after high school and and um uh it, it just kind of fizzled out and um and then i always i tried to get more people together and i tried like through the years but like with moving and being in apartments and stuff like a drum set's not really the best thing to <laughs> to set up you know when you got 30 neighbors <laughs> they don't all appreciate that so um so it was rough like trying to find like places to to play and to do anything and um and then when yeah when covid started it was like i was i was so you know just so bored like i was like cleaning between my floorboards with a knife like just trying to do something because it was so like i just needed to take up time and um, you said you were in the restaurant industry at that point uh like well so like right before covid i left the restaurant industry. oh okay um and uh um so yeah, I was, I was, I was, I don't even know what, what brought me to it, um, to like start looking into the, 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 you know, DAWs and stuff like that and, and recording music, but I found some free ones and just started there, um, and found out that I actually like really liked it. And I started, uh, I, I got a keyboard, uh, from, a um, Free Cycle, which is like a cool little website um that's like craigslist but everything's free 
Like really, yeah. People post like what they're giving, and you can post what you want and stuff like that. And then you just you know uh, have you either pick it up at their place or they'll deliver it to you. And and it's local, or is it every kind of everywhere? It's 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 everywhere. You like you just you like log into your city or whatever. Uh, and uh, I got a keyboard off there, so I started teaching myself how to play the keyboard. Um, and through that, like you know, I can just bring up like a drum set or, or you know any kind of synthesizer or guitar or, you know and wow. add all those instruments in uh myself so yeah it's uh it's been a lot of fun and uh um i'm i'm just I, i'm thrilled that i found it because like i would probably just have ripped my hair out like if i hadn't <laughs> so you're doing like rock music then okay um like it's a bit of rock alternative uh some hip-hop stuff like that so okay uh, a little bit of mixed genres and that's cool yeah so you do do you rap at all i <laughs> i i try to <laughs> um you know I've, I've i've sung along with some eminem songs and stuff like that but uh it's i i'm i tried to write my own lyrics and like i i do i write poetry but like i don't know it's just something i just can't seem to like figure it out like the the word play and stuff like okay. that so I um do you know who Sway Boy is? That sounds really familiar. He's from the Lansing area. Okay. He's he's a rapper, but um he works at he works where I work and uh um he's pretty good. I don't okay. know if you should you should check his stuff out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, cuz it's it's that's the one thing that like I just can't. I was uh <laughs> I was doing an open mic kind of show for a while and okay. um you know normally I would I would read poetry and stuff like that and I decided I was going to rap one month uh for the show and um you know i went on youtube and i found a beat there and uh, okay um uh, and and wrote these lyrics and stuff and like i finished them like the day that of the show and like i didn't practice or prepare for anything <laughs> and it was you know it wasn't a complete meltdown but it was definitely something i didn't revisit so <laughs> how did the audience respond to that the, see <laughs> see well the thing the the thing with the audience was is like they were the best audience that i've ever seen like they were so supportive like every time anybody got up there like if they screwed up like they you know they cheered them on uh That's so cool. so like, i knew that i had at least a safe place to to attempt that <laughs> without getting like something thrown at me <laughs> so is this something you do frequently you go to open mics and test out your stuff i used to yeah that was uh i'm, I'm waiting for them to start back up and you oh, know, okay they're still closed down because of covid for the most part yeah there's some things the popping up here and there and uh i'm i'm, I'm hopefully gonna start something up i just need to find a place to to host it um but uh yeah we we used to do one at a reputation beverage when it was, they still had their location downtown. Um, and the thing that I was going for was, um, you know, all these open mics are at like seven o'clock, you know, mm -hmm. at night and I work in the restaurant business. So I'm always at work and I can't get to them. Right. Um, so I started mine at noon. Um, and cool. then, uh, so, you know, it's good for like anybody that works the third shift or, uh uh second shift and re retired uh going out you know, to lunch yeah going yeah. out to exactly and we got a food truck there and then had coffee so it was like it, you can get your lunch and entertainment and you did that at the beverage at reputation beverage Rep yeah where was that at? it was um so it was on michigan uh kind of by the hospital okay um but they uh they had to close that one down uh during covid um, so I think their other one is, uh, it's somewhere on, it's one, in one of the surrounding cities. I can't remember which one it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's a ice cream shop, I believe. Oh, really? Mm hmm Soft serve. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. So you're recording then you're, you're making you're actually making music and putting it out there, but it's not out there, right? It's, For people to grab, um, go, go check it out. I mean, no, not if like, uh, I haven't put it on SoundCloud or anything like that yet, but I do have a SoundCloud, uh, account, so I probably should use it, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> be, I, I, you know, I've shared it with friends and stuff like that. And anybody that's on like the platform, uh, band lab can can hear it or follow me or whatever so um but that's that's more of a one for people that are creating music okay. um yeah. so not just not just you know specifically listening so i mean i guess you could just do that but right yeah so 
now um you said that you you obviously started this because of emission the 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 bike delivery business uh you started that because of emissions was it was there kind of like an attitude there to where you're just like uh fuck going to a real job like i want i want to do my own thing i want to be able to form my own hours was that was that a thought uh yeah (laughs) yeah um i i had a um uh, a not too pleasant experience with one of my managers at one point. Okay. And I just like I didn't want to have to do that again. Um, it was unnecessary and um, and it just like I don't know it it, it it made me like realize like that kind of control like that those people have that mm-hmm. they take advantage of um, and then. Uh, you, you know, use their power, and it's it just like yeah, it didn't make me feel very good about the the business and stuff like that. And um, but I still like I I I've worked basically my whole life in the restaurant business, um, so I still wanted to try to be able to help that that business and and um, be involved uh, as much as I could. And that's you know that that the, the deliveries you know helped me to still be able to do that because i you know i love helping the restaurant owners and stuff like that and being able to um just talk to them and see how things are going and right it's a good uh it's a good um like pipeline into the community mm-hmm. too. so absolutely um, yeah I mean, everybody loves going out to eat right everybody loves getting food to go so right and then you know who doesn't like love knowing a restaurant owner so you can go in there and be like i know the owner right exactly <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah and you know they're always they're good they're good people too they're just trying to you know serve their community and and stuff like that so uh, it's always good you know so now like if you order delivery through me you're not only you're helping two local businesses too if you right. order from a a local restaurant and that's been my focus too is those mom and pop restaurants like mm-hmm. the the corporate places will take care of themselves like, right they got doordash and all that stuff and they don't care yeah. about spending the uh ridiculous amount of fees that they have to to, to use their service um you know other places can't afford that right so, yeah that's cool i i find that pretty in- inspiring that you're helping out the local businesses and you're you're a self-starter as well mm-hmm. um one of my big like i said one of my biggest complaints was my food always being cold and that that's probably the one reason why i don't use like doordash because i think i was using doordash i used it one time and i ordered uh i think wings from b-dubs in east lansing and it took like two hours to get here and it was stone cold by the time i got here and i was so mad i'm like yeah not again yeah never again yeah i i when i first noticed it actually i was working at um the ihop in east lansing okay and people would order like you know breakfast through doordash and it would be sitting there for like a half hour oh my god you know in a box just getting rubbery and eggs like come on (laughs) you know like so i i knew i knew like already what what it was like um just from seeing it go out uh, in the inside the restaurant without even ordering mm-hmm. it, uh, so I knew that was a huge problem and something that I definitely wanted to focus on, not um, repeating. Right. Now you said um, that you wanted to scale the business. How soon were you looking at scaling it, and um, how soon are you possibly looking at hiring other people? <clears throat> um, I... Or could like anybody just be like, "Hey, I want to come work for you. I have a bike. I can." <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that would be a good start <laughs> yeah um it's uh I, i'm getting really close like i just actually um got uh this restaurant called sidecar um downtown uh they do sliders and stuff like oh that. yeah it's a newer restaurant right yes yeah. yep actually they they won't said they'll be opening in a couple weeks now um okay. but they've they've signed up to use my service so cool uh so that's another downtown restaurant um and yeah, it's gonna be to the point where like yeah, it's 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 close because you know, I can only be so many places at mm-hmm. once, you know. Right. Um, I can definitely if you know if if things are in the same area, you know, hit up two places at once and and you know kind of make my rounds that way. But if I'm downtown and somebody needs something from the east side, like you know, yeah, it's that's kind of that, impossible. That's when I'm gonna need yeah that help. So it's it's coming and it's coming pretty quick. Um, as far as like um like how to how to get like on the team or you know a part of the the business um 
Um, I'm working on building like another bike. I would like to have, you know, a fleet of them eventually. Uh, but it takes time to, you know, put all that stuff together and it takes mm-hmm. money to buy all the parts and absolutely stuff like that. Especially um, a bike like yours. That's so expensive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, you know, that was, that was like every paycheck kind of like put a little bit more right. into it. Like, uh, like uh, some people get tattoos like that, you know, yep. <laughs> like you just yep. do little bits at a time. <laughs> um, and because uh, I can't, I can't expect everybody to have an electric bike, you right? Know, number one. So I like to, if they want to work for me, though, I'd still like to be able to like make that happen and supply the bike for them, right? Um. So uh, and and like I mean, if you're an avid bike rider and you don't want a motor, like that's cool too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's 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 why the three miles are in the in play too, because like right. even like if you're riding, you know, a normal um road bike or something like that you know those those can still get plenty fast enough and, oh yeah and, and be able to, to to make those three miles in time for the food to stay fresh with with the right equipment carrying it too now do you have like a goal in mind whenever somebody places an order how quickly you want to get it to them i think uh basically what i was what i would plan for is like 15 minutes of cooking time uh, maybe 20, depending on, you know, the time of day and how busy the restaurant is. And then 15 minutes for me to get it there. So within a okay. half hour, um, maybe a little bit more, you should have your food unless, you know, you want it at a specific time later in the day or something, you can do that too. Um, but, uh, yeah, about a half hour. Um, one of the, one of the things about my service too, is that, um, uh, that, that other, uh, the corporate places can't, um, or don't offer is like, you know, if you decide you want dinner and you order through me and then you remember, like, you need cat food, I can do that. Like, oh. and it's one delivery fee. You know, it's not like you, you don't have to call multiple places. You don't have to have multiple people do it. Pick up groceries um, on the way. <laughs> yeah. Dry cleaning, whatever. I don't know if people oh. still use dry cleaners, but, you know, um, any anything <laughs> like that. Yeah, I can run errands and do all that stuff. So um, I've, I've gotten groceries for people and uh, okay. other things like that. So. And that's probably where the trailer comes in handy. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And that's that's I'm working on completing that too to make it so it'll be temperature controlled on the oh, inside cool. and everything like that. It'll be you know it'll have its own battery and um, um, insulated and heated and cooled and all that stuff. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. There's definitely a need for for that. I I couldn't imagine um, what it would be like to have to ride a bike again <laughs> everywhere. What do you do to like mitigate the stress on your body to like recover? Because I mean, riding a bike is not easy, and especially when you're doing it for speed, because yeah. you're kind of racing yourself against yourself. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? There's nobody <laughs> keeping time on me. But... <laughs> um, I think so. Like, I just I'm I'm learning like more stuff because this is the first bike I've ever really bought that I didn't get from like a garage sale or something, you know? That, yeah. So I'm learning all these things about it, and uh, the uh, the Lansing Bike Co-op has been a huge help. Like that place is, if you own a bike and you want to learn how to work on it, like that's where you need to go. It's like it's right on Kalamazoo, um, okay. on the east side, um, kind of by the Allen Neighborhood Center. Okay. Yep. Uh, but like they're man, they've been a lifesaver. They have just a you know a garage full of parts that you can buy for much cheaper than you you know would buy brand new. Uh, and then they show you how to work on it and like they won't do it for you They'll because teach you. yeah, they want you to know how to do it next time. Um, cool. but yeah, they've been a lifesaver for, for learning things like that. Like, uh, positioning my seat and, and my handlebars and stuff like that to, to right. relieve stress on my wrists and, and legs and stuff like that. So how, um, how often do you have to maintenance your bike? Like put new brake pads and tires and all that stuff on there. So, like, I don't know what happened with the the original, like, the back tire went out really, really fast. Like, it was, it was like, a slick, like, within, like, a couple months. So, wow. I had to get new ones. I got some new, like, like they're, like, beefy tires now, though. Like, I've run over some really, like, heavy stuff that sounded horrible. And, uh, and they're still going, like, haven't popped it. Uh, no holes, no, no dented rims or anything like that so awesome um but i've i've definitely had to replace the brake pads um already uh you know when you're slowing down from 30 miles an hour all the time it's, mm-hmm. it, t- it tends to wear on them pretty quick um but uh but i i, I do have i have hydraulic brakes too so it's not like the oh, ones cool. that like 
clamp on the uh, uh, the actual tire, like there's a disc that they use, uh, which those things last forever. But okay. uh, the the pads definitely, you know, just like a car. Right. Um, and then uh, you know, like I've I've broken a couple chains. That's been a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> Learning how to. Uh, to, to put on a new chain, like, and uh, how many links should be in there, like, how to figure out the length that it should be and all that stuff was... Oh, jeez. It was, like, there's so much to working on a bike, it's insane. Like, yeah. It, I... and, and none of the parts are, like, interchangeable. Like, it... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's so much stuff that's like rigged up to my bike because like it just <laughs> there's no parts that that work with it that wow. you, you know like so I've I've definitely my problem solving skills have increased immensely because of this. So. That's cool. I mean, at least at least you were able to kind of teach yourself how to how to fix it and rig it together. Yes. Yeah, it's been it's like I said it's been it's been challenging but the bike co-op has been a huge, you know, that all the knowledge they have has been life-saving. That's cool. That's real cool. Um so I guess, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about, uh, regarding the, the business and, um, obviously you put it out there that if somebody wants to help st start an app for you, then they, <laughs> they're more than welcome to get in contact with you and make this happen. Um, and so, so you can possibly, you know, hire more people. Yes. That would be awesome. Um, and just, you know, like, just cause I, I'm guilty. like whenever I order or uh, DoorDash or any deliveries that I have to order, um, you know, I I look at my phone to see where they're at. You know, yeah. I'm I'm guilty of it, and yeah. uh, and you know when the time's like coming to the end, like I'm like they're about to hit the max time, like they haven't even left the store. What's going on? <laughs> uh, but uh, so so I know how important that is to people, mm -hmm. um, and I would I would love to be able to to offer it to them. But you know, like I said, it's. It's uh, it's it's something that that it will be in the future, you know, eventually. Um, right. But like, yeah, um, money is definitely, you know, that's it, it stops so many people from doing so many good things. Unfortunately, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, that's uh, I think uh, what was there was a quote that one of my um, uh, someone I know said something about how uh, like money uh damages genius or something like that it was something on those lines i can't remember the exact words but it was so like just profound to me at the time like how how money can affect um you know the, like the genius that someone has being mm -hmm. put out to the world right yeah yeah i mean because if you have to make a a decision to quit your job <clears throat> start a business and you're you're making good money at that job and you don't you, you don't want your lifestyle to change then then it can for sure hinder you and hinder your decisions that you make. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, or, you know, just even like having like startup costs that, that you can't, you know, can't figure out how to get through, you know, right. stuff like that. So there's some, there's some programs in Lansing that have been helpful. Uh, Leap uh, was one, they had a program called one and all that, that I was in um, okay. where they help local uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, and stuff like that. They basically give you a mentor and stuff like that, and then uh, help you with some seed money. Uh, really? Once you finish their program, yeah. So that was cool. How do you get involved in that? Um, you just go on their website and sign up. There, there'll be like links to the one and all program, and you just uh, you sign up, and then they, there's a whole interview process and stuff like that, and uh, um, then they they decide if if they're going to be on that. The cohort is what they call them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I, I was lucky enough to, to, to get into that. Um, and then, um, uh, you know, just the connections I made on there too were huge. So there was a lady that was on the podcast yesterday. She, um, is working on starting a nonprofit and she was talking about the, about, um, the fledge mm. and how they're somehow involved with leap as well. I don't, was I don't it really Erica? Know. It was Erica. <laughs> you know Erica. I do. Yes. Yes. I'm actually. <laughs> I'm actually uh, the vice president on the board for um, for Jubilee. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> right. Small you world. guys. You guys didn't talk about this at all. <laughs> no. No. I had no idea that she was gonna be on today or it, yesterday. Yeah, she was on yesterday. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> 
that's awesome. She's like right down the street from you too. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. I was going to say something about how my last two guests rode rode bikes oh. to my <laughs> to <laughs> <Yeah>. the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. So, how did you get involved with Jubilee? Let's talk about that now. Um, you don't have a time yet to be out here, do you? No, no, I'm good. Okay. Um, the uh, the so I met uh, Erica. Oh. Probably a couple of years ago now, um, she was doing a uh, thing called Art Space where they would um, set up pop-up uh, vending um, events, and uh, and then through the fledge we continued like our our friendship and stuff like that, and um, that's how we would like you know uh, see each other and stuff like that. Um, and then she started doing this event called When September Ends, which I'm sure she told mm-hmm. you all about. Yep. Um, and. Uh, um, I just got involved. I just offered to help because, uh, like planning, uh, events has, has been one of my, one of the things that I enjoy doing. Um, and, uh, it, it just, you know, kept continuing from there. And then she decided to, you know, start the Jubilee and all that stuff. And, uh, she asked me if I wanted to be involved and I couldn't say no. So uh, I, I think what she's doing is, well, I told her on the podcast, it's, it's pretty crazy that she wants to be able to help people at that big of a scale because there i mean there's so much involved that seems like there would be so much involved with with her program and it would be a great thing if, it, if she's able oh, to man. pull it off yeah it would be um you know it's it's uh, my hat's off to her because you know i'm i'm I, so there's this pitch competition that the fledge does called 99 problems <laughs> Uh, but a pitch ain't one oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's every friday uh, i think it's at like 3 30 now is when they do it uh, okay it used to be at nine o'clock in the morning now it's at like 3 30 in the afternoon i believe uh and you get 99 seconds to pitch your idea and then the the, the crowd and the other pitchers vote uh and then whoever wins wins 99 dollars. oh wow um so like um God, I had to do that a few times. I can't remember where I was going with this whole, the whole story of this, but uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, so like people are like pitching these ideas like Jubilee and and another friend that has a a, a, a reentry like program for uh, felons and stuff like that returning from prison and stuff. And I'm I'm pitching the delivery business and I'm like, how am I gonna win this? Shit? Like <laughs> everybody's saving the world, <laughs> like, and I'm just I'm delivering food. <laughs> So, uh, who, who won that one? Um, it, it, we've all like uh, we've all taken our turns winning. Um, oh, okay. I've actually won it like five times. So, oh wow! Yeah, um, yes, yeah, so I I found my my niche and stuff like that with the with the CO two emissions and stuff like that, and trying mm-hmm. to, to combat that, and also like the community. Like it really is like it's not just the delivery business. Like I am trying to build community with it, and 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 make delivery for like personal again like i talk to the people that i deliver food to you know i don't mm-hmm. just um you know well if unless they if they want me to just drop it off and go then i'll do that but like if not like i you know i say hi to the people i get to know them and, and stuff like right. that and 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 i think that's like something that's that's been missing um in that business uh for a long time i, th- I think it's like that with a lot of different things I mean, yeah. just because life has become so fast, fast paced, you know, these days, especially with like Amazon and instant deliveries and yeah, <laughs> that is, it is, it is the, uh, the, the norm pretty much now. So I'm just trying yeah. to, just trying to break free from that a little bit and, and, uh, slow down. I had some sense of community. Yeah. yeah I, th- I think that's great. Um, that's kind of what I'm doing with this podcast as well as, um, at first I kind of started off like doing, um, like like interviewing foster people like people have been in foster care because I, I was in foster care and i'm like that's cool but like they're they're all sad stories <laughs> and, and i don't want it to just be sad stories i want and then i i kind of thought you know maybe i should interview people from the community and that way people can get to know these local business owners and um especially when covid happened i'm like man these local businesses are struggling right now mm. and um and these nonprofits, like i i don't really know anything about nonprofits here in lansing other than like the big ones like the rescue mission or mm. you know whatever um and through the podcast i've learned about all these small nonprofits like jubilee and um it's it's real cool to see see people other people trying to make a stride in in the community and you know I don't know. It's real, real interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people out there uh, working real hard to make this city like the best that it can be. So, Absolutely. Yeah. 
That's cool. Uh, that's so it's so crazy how small of a world it is and how how Erica was on yesterday and now you're on today. Right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think I think you'll start noticing a, a connection too between a lot of people the more that you interview and see like how tight of a community it is. It, feel, it feels like I'm on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore now. You're 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 part of the connection now. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's real cool. I'm glad I'm able to, you know, help help get people's stories out. Yeah. So, all right, man. Well, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to promote while you're on here? Yeah, I think I've done enough promotion. <laughs> um, I do. I, I do want to say though, like, uh, you know, I don't. Uh, I don't come on like shows like this or like talk about my story like for attention. Like, I, especially mm -hmm. like the the addiction part. Like, I don't want pity from anybody or anything like that. Like, right. I do it because I want people to understand that like it's not the end of everyone's story. Right. Um, like every every addict is a person like we all have a chance we all have like things that you know uh, that we are good at or can do like uh, successfully mm -hmm. if given the right opportunity and uh, and I know it's it's hard uh, to support people like when they're in you know active addiction and, and um, uh, going through what they have to go through but like uh, you never know when somebody's gonna get it so like just like continue to support the people the best you can if you got to love them from a distance then that's that's what you got to do but like just don't give up on anybody well i think it's easy to you know when somebody falls from grace i guess um it's easy to be like oh fuck that guy mm -hmm. you know like I've, I've put all my effort into him like he he's still he's still gonna fuck up and right. fuck him but you know having again that sense of community and having somebody there who cares and um is willing to walk walk through it with them is always important mm -hmm. yeah it's um you know for a while like it was like they tried to like i don't know shame people <laughs> into being sober you know and, yeah like, yeah you already live with so much shame as it is being in the position that you are like adding on to it isn't gonna do anything what what uh, before we wrap this up real quick what what is it like being an addict because i i've never been addicted to anything um obviously like you just mentioned when you when you're using there there is a sense of shame mm -hmm. you're probably more than likely not happy with yourself that you you've failed again or you fucked up again but there's something there that makes people want to shoot up or whatever it is drink mm -hmm. what do you think that is um man it's like there's so much um and it can be anything from you know uh uh your childhood like you know repressed memories things that you haven't dealt with it's basically like things that you haven't dealt with um that you that you just don't want to or even if you realize it or not um that's typically uh that that's you know a main uh factor in in, in stuff like that and like um you know to speaking on like the shame and like yeah it's like because especially like if you know like for me i was like a, a constant uh, uh relapser you know i would get about five months in and then i would be back you know um it you know it never started off with with a needle in my arm but it, it always ended up that way um, would it start off slowly like maybe smoking some pot or like how how would it how would it start? Um, uh, yeah, like getting Vicodin or something like okay. that, and then yeah, and, and you know, then within it, it, it's it's crazy. Like it, it it progresses faster and faster the the more that you go back to it. Um, so like within the blink of an eye, you're back to like the to to as bad as it can get. Mm -hmm. um, and like yeah, you just like you sit there and you think like like nobody's not thinking like how many times am I gonna do this like when am I gonna stop doing this shit to myself you know right. and it's um, you know it's and you 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 can see yourself do it but it's like you're not in control of your your what you're doing you're just like you're watching almost and it's 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 a cre it's it's not fun at all um, nobody enjoys it so like. Um, yeah it's it, it's the craziest experience it's like an out-of-body experience you know like where you're just like helpless and um you know so like just knowing like those you know i don't like the word triggers because like <laughs> i i really think, i don't like that word either <laughs> yeah like like that's just like shit you haven't dealt with like right. deal with it and it's not a trigger anymore um and uh but like so so there are they they do exist but like they can be combated like they can be taken care of uh, so that's like huge, like knowing those things, like understanding, like 
um, like how your body works, like how you like, you know, feel when you like get into certain situations and stuff like that. And just like focusing on the, you're like inside, like, and, and just, you know, really understanding yourself and, and how you react to things. Being more introspective. Yes. Uh, yeah. Like realizing like, okay, this might trigger me. Like him responding to me like that might make me angry. So I should probably handle this situation like this or, you know, right. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, it, it's, one of my problems was I kept, so I, I would get sober and then I would go back to like, you know, the same, not the same lifestyle I had when I was using, but like I wasn't changing anything. Um, I would just go back to work and, and, and like hang out and hang with the same people. Yeah. Like for the most part, it was weird. I, I kind of had like two lives where I had like my friends that I hung out with that like didn't, didn't do drugs and stuff like that and then like i had like the you know back alley people that i was hanging out with so it was really it was like a it was like a fucked up superhero <laughs> that's like doing nothing good uh, you know uh, normal person by day addict by night uh, but uh um but yeah i wasn't i wasn't doing anything like to to make my life better really you know right. except being sober which you know is a great start but like it wasn't enough so like I, I the last time I went back to school and like started you know after a 20 year summer vacation I decided to <laughs> try community college again and I did really well um, and then I've just been you know moving from you know one thing to the other and and, and doing things I haven't done before and pushing what, pushing myself what'd you go to school for um, I was going to go for uh, to be a uh, um, uh, social worker Okay. Um, so, um, get my master's in social work, uh, but that that slowed down because I started the businesses and stuff like that, and, mm-hmm. and wanted to put. I, I I figured I'd rather make money than be you know forty thousand dollars in debt <laughs> with a degree. It, that's one of those thankless jobs too. Is you oh, know yeah. it it never it never ends. There's never enough resources, and it's just I couldn't imagine working in that field because um, it just there's really nothing you can do other than help the, I guess the people that you're working directly with mm-hmm. the system doesn't really change. No, no. Hopefully it will, but yeah, it, it, it doesn't. And you but know. with systems like, or programs like Jubilee, mm-hmm. I mean, that would help a lot. Absolutely. Yes. Oh God. Yeah. Um, that, and like, you know the, the 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 recovery rate the success rate isn't very high so you you know you're watching people fail mm-hmm. constantly um so i can yeah it can definitely wear on you even just even just being friends with you know a bunch of people that have you know used or, or you know go back to that lifestyle and stuff like that um has uh it, you know taken a toll on me so I'm sure yeah <clears throat> but uh you know you just gotta keep pushing forward and Hope that everybody else can. Absolutely. Yep. So, um, you're clean now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I, real quick, I want to know what what's your opinions on drugs? Do you think drugs should be legalized? Because Erica was in here yesterday and she was like, "I think drugs should be legalized. <laughs> I think you should be able to do it if you want." Which I I guess I kind of agree with her, um, other than like how it might affect our kids, you know, mm-hmm. and whatnot. But. What's your opinion on that? Um, I think that they should be decriminalized. Um, I don't know about legalized. It's like there's a fine line, you know, in between there. And um, maybe she said decriminalized. Okay. Maybe she said that. I don't want to put words in her sure, mouth. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> uh, it, 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 that I think that's the big push right now is mm-hmm. for that. Um, so basically, like you know, if um, if if uh, you know you get caught with with drugs, like they don't take you to jail, like they offer to get you into rehab and stuff like that. Right. Um, which like jail like isn't the place to be. You, you know what you get in jail? You get more contacts. You don't get any help. There's yep. no there's no programs to to rehabilitate you in jail. You just meet more drug dealers and more addicts. It's a way for the system to make more money off of you. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's because once you're in there, it's so hard to get out. Um, but, uh, so like, yeah, I definitely would like to see drugs decriminalized. The war on drugs is a fucking joke. It's been 50 years, 50. Could you imagine if we were still in Vietnam 50 years from like Mm -hmm. the beginning? Like it's insane. (laughs) There's no, like we lost drugs won, you know, (laughs) like, and they just keep finding new ways. And I mean, now like with the whole fentanyl thing, Mm -hmm. I mean, just, there's new, 
there's always new ways and new methods and just just legalize not necessarily legalize it but decriminalize it to where you know you offer more services for people who get arrested mm -hmm. it would change a lot it would it would it would change immensely um and there's proof out there in other countries that have that have done the same so um but like one of the one of the big problems too is like with it being the way that it is uh illegal and everything and and, and it it makes things so much more violent like there's mm -hmm. no like the only way to solve problems in that world is through violence right um there's because it's 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 all underground and it's all back alley shit and mm -hmm. um you know uh yeah there's no like f solving things in a civil manner right so uh you know when you got cartels in charge of you know yeah. everything and um it's yeah so it, there's so many benefits to decriminalizing it if people would just look into it like just a quick google search will show you like the research that's been done and and like how uh, um, it, it, it could be controlled even like you know right. like they uh, could have centers right for, for um for anything for for heroin or because mm -hmm. uh i think there was there was a scientist that um takes heroin regularly oh yeah i saw that actually yeah you seen that yeah um and yeah he, he's not addicted or anything i mean he just he just does it to help help soothe him whatever right yeah yeah i read a little bit about that story so i, I definitely saw that and thought it was pretty interesting to because uh, nobody's really come forward and said anything like that before so um, I think it, it's kind of dangerous though because it gives people false hope that they can be that person right um, but well, well that's why I you probably should have scientists and doctors and and um, centers for for things like that if you want to try it mm. so that's that was my problem with it, is like I don't want my kids getting a hold of it mm -hmm. I don't want my kids getting a hold of drugs and becoming abusers or you sure. know, or it being passed around at school you know right right I I, 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 str I believe <clears throat> that like whether it's regardless of the legal status of the drug if people are going to do it they're going to do it then no one's if they legalize heroin tomorrow nobody that hasn't done it or, or like is just going to be like oh hey i'm going to go do heroin because it's legal you know like it's mm -hmm. it's it, that's like people thinking that like making uh marijuana legal was gonna like make every, all of a sudden everybody's gonna be driving high and stuff like number one they already were if they were so like and nobody's like doing yeah. it just because it's legal now you know so right um I, I i i don't think it will i don't think it would be affect like like situations like that uh too much you don't think it'd make it a little bit more easy easier easily accessible for for people to get Ugh, man it's not hard right now it really isn't yeah. um but it's but it's the only thing the, the reason that like it's 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 you know such a uh i don't even know how to describe it. just like the legality of it definitely like makes it worse though like if if you were if you knew somebody was an addict and like they were gonna do it like people are gonna do these drugs right they're mm -hmm. going to there's no stopping it like that's not right that's not a, it's not that's not the answer it's not even like un, it's not even feasible right um so like if your if your kid was like in that situation would you rather them like in some trap house with like people with guns and shit like that or right. you know in a safe situation where they're at least you at least know they're being monitored or something like that, you know, or, right. or, and like their drugs are being tested and, and stuff like that to make sure that there isn't all that fentanyl in it and shit. So it's there's there's a lot of benefits to it that people but like everybody thinks that like people are just going to stop doing drugs. And that's right. It's not it's not going to that's not going to happen. I just think that when you t when you bring up the subject of uh, decriminalizing drugs, it kind of scares people because then they're like, oh, what if our kids get a hold of it? What if? Um, what if it's easier to access, you know, or what if, what if it's easier to get, you know, your hands on it? Mm -hmm. yeah. I think that's just a big talking point. Yeah, it is definitely uh, like there's, that's a whole nother show. For <laughs> real. Cause, I mean, like cigarettes used to be in like, you know, right in stores and stuff, yeah. you know, in, in vending machines. Right. Um, I don't think it would be like a situation like that where you get, you know, some, some heroin out of a vending machine, <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it's it's you know if it was if it was like like um, like like the depositories you know like mm -hmm. something like that like 
where you needed a, a, a prescription or, or some, some, I don't know. There's, there's some way to do it better than it's being done right now. Let's absolutely. Just say that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah. So I guess with that, we should probably wrap this up. That, <laughs> yeah. that was pretty, pretty intense. I don't, I don't, I don't have strong feelings when it comes to drugs. I've, like I said, I've never, I've never used heroin. I've never used anything like hard. I, the only thing I think I've done is cocaine or cocaine, uh, marijuana. <laughs> I've never done cocaine is <laughs> okay. I've smoked pot, but yeah. And other than that, I've never done anything else. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's good. <laughs> you just, I, when, when, whenever people tell me they're scared of drugs, I'm like, good, be, that's fine. Like, you don't have to not be scared of them. It's okay. I think one of my, one of the main reasons why I didn't, I was, I was scared to use like, or do cocaine or like, I've never had a desire to like do heroin or um, like meth or anything like that. But it, I was always scared of becoming a loser. Mm. I don't want to be a loser. Yeah. It, it happens fast. You know, because, like, everything that I'd been told is, like, oh, if you do drugs, you're a loser. Ah, <laughs> you ah. know? Well, hey, if it worked, like, you know, that's what you needed to hear. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I never did it. In, even when I smoked pot, I felt like a loser. Like, when I was in mm. high school, I'm like, man, I'm, a, I'm not doing it. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. But, you know, I have nothing nothing against it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it is it is what it is. You know, everybody has their experiences that they have to go through. and. Yeah. I've lived a few different lifestyles and in one life, so uh, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. <laughs> yeah, and you're you're making a difference. You started a business, um, and you you're working for yourself, which is there's nothing better than being able to make your own hours and mm-hmm. and not have to worry about going to a nine to five or you know, <laughs> right. even a two to midnight or whatever it is in the restaurant industry. Yeah, yeah. It's been a blessing, uh, and and you know, had I not gone through what I've went through, like I don't think I'd be the you know who I am today, and and have that drive. So right, yeah. and and you're on the board for Jubilee. Yes, which is awesome. Yes, I am. All right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, if you ever want to come back, feel free. We'll uh, we'll uh, have you ride your bike over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll set something up for sure. We can talk right. about. It. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yep.